Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. All right, everyone, you can get out your Bibles. We are going to be looking at John chapter 15, verse 5. That's John chapter 15, verse 5. And when you get there, stand, and once it looks as though most of us have found it, we will read it all together, one big loud voice. It'll sound very ominous and confusing, but that's okay. We're reading the Word of God together. So John chapter 15, verse 5. Are we ready? Here we go. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Thank you. We have been in a series the last several weeks called Foundations, and we've been simply learning this truth that Christ and his word is to be our foundation for our life. And we've seen how that simple truth can affect things like money, how we view our money. We've seen how that can affect things like our mental health, and when we build our life on Christ and his word, we have a stronger, healthier mental health. Our money seems to be more well organized and looked after. And so we're going to continue this thought and this idea of foundation. And today we're going to be speaking about how building our life on the foundation of Christ and his word can affect our identity. Now, we all have an identity, correct? Would you agree with that statement? All right, we all have a name. We've all been born somewhere. Some of us have multiple languages. We have some different ethnicities in the room. We all have different things that when we bring them all together, we would say that is our identity, correct? All right, good. I'm glad we're on the same page so far. Now, here's the thing. Our culture teaches or says that in order for you to have fulfillment in life, you need to create your own identity. Fulfillment comes from within, and so you need to seek after who you are and define that well in order to be fulfilled and have a healthy life full of vitality and all these different things. And so what we see happen in our culture and in the world around us is people pursuing things on their own to try and form their own identity. And so we see this happen in different ways. We see this happen when people make their dreams and desires central to their life. They'll say, well, I want to have a perfect family. I want to have a perfect house. I want to have the perfect car. I want to be rich and famous. I want to have all these things. And so their dreams and their desires start to form their identity, and they become the thing that is most important, most valuable to them. And that starts to influence how they behave and how they interact with others because their dreams and desires are so core to who they are. 
We see this happen with career. In our culture, it is very heavy that we consider our career to be the most important part of our identity. How often is it that when you meet someone for the very first time, what is the first question we ask? What do you do? What do you do? And so we attach value to career, and and we will make value judgments of others when we find out what they do. And so if someone says, well, you know, I've got this kind of high-end job, and I make this amount of money, we go, wow, you must be important. You must be special. I'm going to give you some of my attention. And if someone says, you know, I just kind of have this run-of-the-mill job, whatever, and it's like, yeah, that's great, good for you. And so we attach value to career towards others, and we also do the same to ourselves. We look at our careers and think they are the most important part of our being, and that if I'm in a job that sucks, I'm going to wish and hope for something better so that I can feel more fulfilled and happier. We also see this in one other area, and this is going to be an area that I want to spend a little bit of extra time talking about today, and that is sexuality. Our culture teaches that in order for you to find fulfillment in life, you need to have your sexual identity clearly defined and publicly announced in order to be fulfilled and have happiness. And usually, the culture will say that the best form or the best expression of sexual identity is anything goes. And so you just find out what works for you, what makes you happy, you be you, and and then, then you will be satisfied. There's a problem with this, though, isn't there? With all these things. What happens when our dreams and desires aren't met? What happens when in our careers we lose our job, our job changes, our title changes, there's a change in the economy or something like that? What happens when after pursuing an anything-goes kind of sexual lifestyle, you get to the end of that and figure out, I'm still not fulfilled. I still feel empty. I still feel ashamed and lost or confused. There's a reason for this, and that is because the foundation of our identity has been put on something else other than the Word of God instead of the Word of God. We are putting our identity on something that is not stable, not secure, and can only lead to other problems. And I see this specifically in the sexuality part of this that not only is it a violation of God's design, which let me just pause and explain what that is. God's design for our sexuality is that it's between one man and one woman within a a covenant relationship called marriage. And that the only alternative that the Bible gives us and also celebrates is singleness and celibacy. And so let me just kind of say why that's important because sometimes, and I see this with young people, is I need to get married, otherwise I'm going to die a virgin and that's going to not feel so good. But the Bible's like, no, 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 that's okay. You can stay single, you can stay celibate, and that still honors 
God. And so God's design for sexuality and for marriage and how that applies to even things like gender is that there is better fulfillment in that. Amen? Amen. Okay, got through the hard part. The point of this message is that when we try to form our own identities and do it all on our own, we end up creating something that isn't stable or secure because we are not stable enough to form our own identities. Let me say it one more time. We are not stable enough to form our own identities, whether that be with our dreams and desires, our career, or our sexual expression. We are not stable enough to just create our own identity. We need something that is secure and stable to define us. If we try to define ourselves, we end up lost, confused, hurt, broken, all those things. It's kind of like jello. I don't know if you can see it, and, I, and thank you, Kyle, for not eating it. I know that was hard. But it's kind of like jello. So here I have a, a little plate of jello. And what this symbolizes is our vain attempts of forming our own identity. You know, on the outside, it looks like it's secure. It looks like it's stable. It's got a bit of a wobble and a jiggle to it, but, you know, it's set. And so it, it must be secure. It must be stable, right? And so if we try to build our life upon it, it falls apart, it breaks, and it makes a mess. Iva, you still want to eat it after service now? She was begging me, can I please have the gel at the end of service? I said, yes. Yes, you can. (laughs) On the flip side, when we build our life on God's word, it's like a rock. Now, I've got to make sure I don't break my ankle doing this. Right? It's stable. It's secure. And I can build my life upon it and not fall apart, not make a mess, not feel broken, not feel lost, not feel any of those things. The Word of God is this rock. We learned that week one in this series, that His Word is the stable and secure foundation for our whole lives, but also for our identities. The Word of God is the thing that should define you and me. Not our own definition, not our own attempts, not our careers, not our dreams, not our sexuality. None of those things define who we are. Only the Word of God defines who we are. We are not stable enough to form our own identity. This is what Jesus is saying in John chapter 15, verse 5. Let me just read it again for us. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And so Jesus is saying that when you have built your identity, when you have built your life on my word, when you let me define who you are, 
and we have that connection with God. We have that relationship with him. It is like we are on a firm foundation where our life has fulfillment, has vitality, has life, has healing and forgiveness and all those different things that God promises us. But apart from him, we're like jello. We can do nothing. We fall apart and we make a mess. Jesus is the source of our strength and our stability, and without him, we are broken, we are dead, we fall apart. We are not stable enough to form our own identity. So what do we do with this? How do we apply this message to our life? And some of this might feel like a little bit of a a repeat of week one, but I want us to keep in mind this idea of identity. How do we build our identity on Christ? And how do we let things like our sexuality or our career or anything else for that matter be redefined by God's word? Let me start by reading 1 Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 6 verses 19 and 20. It says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. And so when I think about my sexuality and my sexual identity, I need to honor God with my body because it was bought at a price, and it is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That means I need to align my sexual identity with the Word of God and let it define my sexual identity. That means there's no room for sexual sin, whether that be premarital sex or extramarital sex or homosexuality or anything outside of God's design for sex. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 5, say this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And so when I think about my dreams and desires or my career, So often those pursuits are all about elevating myself, making myself successful, making myself feel good. But the word of God is saying that our identity should be that of a servant. That it's not about elevating myself, but it's about putting others before me and thinking of them first. And so nothing wrong with pursuing a stable career or getting that promotion or whatever it is, but that can't be the primary purpose or the primary identity that we have. Servant is the word that should define each one of us, that we be like Christ, that we put others before ourselves. When people talk about me, whether it's to my face or behind my back, I hope the word servant comes up. I want to be defined that way. 
wow, he, he serves so well. He, he, puts others so, he puts others before himself so well. He loves his family so well. He, he makes himself last in the little pecking order of society. I want that to be said about me, and I would hope that we would want that said about us, that the word servant define your identity. And then lastly, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. says this, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us, loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And so keeping in mind this idea of servant, not only are we to serve, but we are to be sacrificial. That again, I want the word sacrificial to be something that defines who I am. Oh, he is so sacrificial with his time and with his money and with his family and and with all these things that God has given him. He, He makes those sacrifices. I want that to be a defining attribute of my life. And I think we all want that as well, amen? And so we need to surrender our lives to Christ. He gave up his life so that we could be free from our sin. And so we do the exact same thing. We surrender up our lives to his mission, to his purpose, to his name, and let him define who we are. We have to allow the word of God as a whole define who we are. Not our careers, not our dreams, not our sexuality, not anything else that isn't the word of God. And so we got to take all these things and put them underneath his word and let his word redefine those things. I want God's word to redefine sexuality, God's word to redefine my career, God's word to redefine my dreams and desires, and anything else that is within my identity, I want God's word to define who I am. And one last thought about this is that we need to let his love be the thing that gives us value. I think the reason so many people within our culture fall victim to these traps of putting their career, putting their sexuality first, is because they do not know the love of God. They do not know that his love gives us value. When we don't feel God's love, we put other things first. But if we let God's love be the defining characteristic of our life and receive value from him and him alone and nothing else, it changes things. It changes our entire lives. And this is how I see it changing things. When it comes to my dreams and desires, if I let God's love give me my value, I will feel satisfied with what I already have, not feeling like I need more. When it comes to my career, I can be satisfied knowing that God has given me a purpose greater than what my salary, greater than my title, greater than anything within my job can give me. His purpose, his mission is so much greater than what my career can give me. And I believe this wholeheartedly that when people take their sexuality and surrender that to Christ, that they will find fulfillment 
that there is greater fulfillment in marriage or in singleness and celibacy than in anything else that we could try and pursue and gratify our selfish desire. That there is satisfaction and fulfillment in living out the gender that God has given me so that I don't need to feel confused or lost about how God has made me. Because when we put our lives under the word of God and let it define it, it changes these things. Because we are not stable to form our own identity. We need God's word to define our identity. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Thank you.